All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Thursday afternoon on Sports 1440. How are you? Welcome back to the show. I'm Jason Greger alongside Connor Halley. You can always get involved. You can text us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. Play Alberta is always our uh, title sponsor. Remember, tomorrow, $50 million. Up for grabs in the Lottomax. Check it out. Time now for the Spec Report, brought to you by GS Construction. And uh, they are hiring. They're going to work for a great company. Great rates. Great benefits. Go to Indy.com and look up GS Construction as uh, Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet joins us uh, once again. And... uh, Spec, the uh, Edmonton orders, uh, no surprise, uh, spanked the uh, Calgary Flames er, Wranglers last night. And uh, my God, please end the preseason as quick as possible because uh, now now the teams don't even dress their full rosters for the final two games. It's pretty clear that, you know what, guys are like McDavid's probably not going to play tomorrow or Leon Dreisaitl, I don't think, based on uh, how much power play time they got, how many points they had, and the fact that McDavid told us, yeah, I think three games is good at the start of uh, – uh, this uh, preseason. So, you know, you just want to get through it unscathed. Do you think the decision for the 12th forward is already made or could tomorrow somehow impact it? Um, It's 90% made. It's got to be. You, you can't play seven games and then say, well, let's figure out what happens in the eighth game. Like, it just doesn't work that way, right? You know, everyone's had ample time to show what they can do, to show who they are. The coaches have been able to watch a guy like Lane Peterson that, frankly, they probably didn't know a ton about, or at least as a group. Um, 
you know, they've they've watched Lavoie here. He's a different guy than the last time we were watching Raphael Lavoie. He didn't look like this. Yeah. He looks a lot better now. So, no, I would say the decision's made. It's it's really – it's a kind of an interesting decision, Jay, because it's just as, as much as it's about, you know, which guy is better and you want – then which guy makes the team, it's also which position are we trying to fill on this team, right? Yeah, and, you know, I know there's there was lots of concern about, well, if you if – you, Put Lavoie on waivers, he's getting claimed for sure. And he might, but considering, yeah. and I outlined the, the Ottawa youngsters, same age, uh, Igor Sokolov, who actually is back-to-back 50-point seasons in the WHL. He's six foot three, he's 225 pounds. He's a big right-shot winger, and he scored more goals and more points uh, at the AHL level. He's got like 134 to 81. Now, granted, he's played 30 more games, but he's, he's scored like 55 more points. So... Right. I don't know if it's a lock if Lavoie gets uh, gets claimed. Now, it's a, is it a risk that they're willing to take? Valid question. I don't know. And considering, like, Matthias Janmark didn't look out of place, and it's actually almost thought he was better because he was in motion more than he is when he's a winger. Well, if, you know what? Matthias Janmark's a veteran. He's a heady, smart player. Uh, that I hadn't really thought about that. That makes a ton of sense. If, if you think between him and Ryan – if they can play center, I don't mind Ryan in the faceoff dot, Jay. Yeah. Like you go out for a, a defensive zone faceoff, let Ryan take the draw. And then as soon as you can get Ryan back to the wall and put Yanmark in the center position that I don't mind that one bit that allows you to have Lavoie as a winger, you know, that, that allows you to, uh, I mean, you got to figure out who your other winger is going to be on that line. I suppose. Are you going to bring it? Well, I no, guess it would be not- Ryan. It would be Ryan, Yanmark and Lavoie. Yeah, so if you bring in Lavoie as a fourth-line winger, he'll take it. He's just looking for a job in the NHL. And I would say to you that that's a line, that's a fourth line that, you know, I think they can defend. And, you know, they got some they, – for a fourth line, they'll have some pop. Ryan's got really good hands, right? Mm-hmm. He scored – what did he score? A dozen last year, 13? Yep. And Lavoie's a shooter. So I don't mind that line. If they get a chance, they probably know what to do with the puck. Yeah, and that's totally valid. Um, you know, hey, Lane Peterson looks like he's got some decent hands too. He's had a good preseason. So, um, yep. you know, it's funny. I, I pulled three scouts, Spec, and I asked them about Yanmark and Lavoie. I'm sorry, about Lavoie and then Peterson. You know, first, okay. hey, do you think he would get claimed? And, uh, uh, the first, when it was Lavoie, one said yes, two said no. And then when it was Peterson, one said yes, two said no. But the guy who said no to Lavoie had said yes to Peterson and then vice versa. So, okay. you know, like, I, I think, like, there's no consensus there. And, and I think it kind of illustrates. And they all agreed. He said, you know what? One team will look at, can this guy fit in and fill a void that we don't have? Right. And because everybody's saying Montreal, Montreal, French. But I went and I talked to a guy in Montreal today, not from the Canadians. But and then I looked at the roster well, they've got two young guys that are that are sitting right now in the bubble. They're both uh, guys who have to clear waivers too that they've had in the organization. Now they're different players than Lavoie, so I'm I'm like, well, geez, they're like, well, do we if we claim him, then we have to expose both of these guys. So it's never just as easy as oh, everybody's going to take Raphael Lavoie. I'm not I'm not sold that he'll get claimed. No, every every market is having this discussion right now. Every set of fans has a guy on their team that they think is going to be awesome and he's going to get claimed for sure. And when you look at the numbers, you know, uh, this is a study that would be easily done. I haven't done it, but for every hundred guys that go on waivers, how many get picked up is, would that number be one 
or would it be two? Because I don't think it's three, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's how that's how seldom a player gets picked up, uh, especially at this time of year when everybody's got two. Their rosters are already bulging with players. Uh, Peterson's got a two-year contract, correct? Yeah, two years, uh, league minimum. Yep. Yeah, that would that's a little different. You tend not to guys with term tend not to get picked up. So yeah. I think I bet you. I mean, if we're going to make a friendly wager, if I had to pick one of those two guys that's getting through for sure, to me, Peterson gets through for sure. Okay. And LeBlanc gets through probably in my eyes. Yeah. So uh, we should find out uh, by Monday for sure to, to see how it is. Um, we saw Connor Brown. Um, you know, he hasn't played a lot in the preseason, uh, nor is McDavid, and they, they played last night. And the first goal to me was the one that stood out because it was a, you know, it was a finishing goal. Like McDavid puts it right on his tape, but he still has to shoot it in, not into the goalie's pads, not wide of the net, got to put it upstairs, and he did. And now I'm not saying Connor Brown's suddenly going to be a 30-goal scorer, although, hey, look at Zach Hyman's uh, career high has uh, jumped up significantly since he's come to Edmonton. But what's your impressions of Brown and him and Kane if they stay healthy? Like Connor McDavid had the lowest on-ice shooting percentage of his career, despite him having one of his best personal ones since his rookie season. And basically, basically saying the guys on the ice with him five on five were unable to finish. Now Patrick Kane, or Patrick Evander Kane missed half the season. You know, Paul Yarvey couldn't score. Yamamoto couldn't score. Like Curtis Brown, even if he pots twenty five, Specker twenty. You know that 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 could be a big boost. Oh, listen, I think that having a uh, a guy that can finish a score from distance on on McDavid's left side, and a guy who's a bit of a mucker grinder type on his right side. I mean that. I think you've checked all the boxes here, right? Um, you know, I, I was so impressed with McDavid stealing pucks from Flames defensemen last night. On the one Brown goal, I forget was it his first one. McDavid stole the puck, gave it to him. He didn't score. McDavid stole the puck again, gave it to him, and he did score. You know, so those are the plays that Connor Brown makes his money on. He does look like. He plays the game the way Zach Hyman plays it. He skates the same patterns. He yeah. hangs around the net the same way. So I don't think I want to see, you know, I don't want to see McDavid necessarily in line with Hyman and Brown because I think that's kind of the same guy a little bit. I love having one of those guys on each line and to have McDavid, you know, have the benefit. You know, Kane's a streaky scorer. All those guys are. When they start going in for Kane, they really start going in and McDavid scores enough on his own. So, I'll tell you what, that top six, like they check a lot of boxes, that top six, man. They they got different players who all can finish. Uh it's uh they're gonna score some goals, that team for sure this year. Oh God. Well, they led the league in scoring last year. I don't uh <laughs> they'll I, lead it again this yeah, year. I, I, I'd be I, surprised if they the orders like Connor McDavid spec. Um honestly, I think hundred and six it sounds so dumb to say because it's only happened from two different players. But I really think like 160 points isn't going to surprise me. Like it's amazing. I'm not going to downplay how tough it is. But in his three preseason games, I look at the goals he scored, how he's shooting, like the plays he's making, like, and he just looks like he seems a little bit more relaxed than ever. He's smiling, he's laughing. I think he knows the team is good, and I just think he feels. And I like because people keep saying, "Ah, sacrifice offense to improve the defense." It's actually false. The teams that are uh, that are good defensively actually score more, for God's sakes, except the Islanders because they can't score in the ocean. 
question. But um, for a lot of teams, the last five years, Tampa Bay, Colorado, lots of others. Boston was the second best, uh, second highest scoring team, the lowest in goals against. You can do both. And I think uh, McDavid is on a mission this year. I think 160 point spec is uh, is well within reach. Well, he's, you know, he. it's amazing that each year he gets better. What's he, 27 now? And, you know, I think we're predicting that he's going to be even better than when he was 26, which, you know, at, at what point does a hockey player enter his prime years where he puts together the same numbers for four or five years and then they start to decline? Uh, apparently he's not even reached that point yet because every year he sco- either scores more goals, scores more points, you know, he had 153 points last year, and you're saying he's going to score 160, and I'm not disagreeing with you. So, you know, if Kane's healthy all year, that's going to help him get more points. I think Kevin Brown on his right wing instead of last year was mostly Hyman, but a bit of a rotating cast. Hyman changed around. Yamamoto isn't as good a player. If he's got Brown on one side, Kane on the other, and he's working on a power play that's that's going to have Bouchard all year, Sure, 160, 165, why not? That team's going to score a ton of goals, and he's going to be involved in most of them. Concerned about Ekholm at all? Well, not if they're telling me the truth, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm never going to come out and tell the listeners and the fans that we really know what we're talking about in one of these situations, because we don't, you know? I mean... I have no, all we have is what the team's told us, that he's been nursing a soft tissue, hip injury, and it's going to be fine. And we do not get, you know, the, the it's not the old days where the agent phones you and says, these guys are misrepresenting my client's injury. Those That doesn't happen anymore. So unfortunately, listener, dear listener out there, uh, we're trusting the team that he's still on tap to play Wednesday night in Vancouver. And uh, if they come out and change their mind, it, you know what? I, I got, I've got no answer for you, Jason. I'm not in the medical room. TD Force isn't giving me any scoops. How about you? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder, though, the fact that he doesn't play a preseason game, does that make 11-7 and seven even more likely for you? Yeah, for sure to start. Yeah. yeah, it does to start. And I don't, that's, you know, then you, you do, you're going to want to work them in gingerly only for a couple games. Right. Uh, I see. I've always thought about the Oilers, Jay, they really, and it's so important now as they want to play better defensively, they want to, you know, this is their time. They got to engage. They got to include their bottom six forwards better. They need a group down there that feels like it's got a role that can contribute that has some success to look back on when the playoffs start. Okay. And 11 and 7 eliminates that completely. It's three lines and a couple of guys. There is no fourth line. And when the playoffs start, you damn well need a fourth line. This team is back to the Tater Hall years. It's been all about the superstars and the kids and the foot soldiers and the bottom six guys get forgotten about. They don't get counted on and they don't feel like they're part of it. I think that's a huge thing here in Edmonton. And a major step towards that is establishing a fourth line and giving them an opportunity to be part of this thing. And as long as you go 11 and 7, you're not doing that. Spec, have a great day. Uh, we'll talk a little Elks and Oilers, oh. a double dip tomorrow. Sounds good, partner. Looking forward to it. That's uh, Mark Spector. Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, when we return, little story time for you. Also, uh, your thoughts on the orders and uh, 
Any remote concern about Ekholm, or do you think it's actually smart? Say, who cares? He's not playing in the preseason. Whatever. And you probably could be very bang on, accurate about that. Uh, so uh, the orders, uh, who do you like? Very simple. You get one answer. Text it, 833-401-1440. Peterson, Lavoie, who do you want? Who do you think? Actually, no, who do you want? On an opening day roster? And why? 833-401-1440. We'll return to The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. 529 Edmonton Sports Leader TSN, or sorry, Sports 1440, Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Text flying in. Some pretty good. I, I like it when we ask you, explain why. It's always good. Well, we'll get to those. 833-401-1440 is the uh, Jiffy Lube inbox where you can always get us, of course. You can also call that number. Again, it is 833-401-1440. Guys, I'm taking Lavoie because it's a huge boost in size for the lineup. Comes from uh, 06. Put your name on it. Put your name on it. Peters, Chris and Victoria says, guys, I'm going with Peterson because he's played in the league. We need someone who can do the job, not learn the job. That is Chris in Victoria. Guys, Lavoie, because he's big and the orders need some size on their bottom lines. I'm going Peterson. I think he's a little bit quicker. And while Lavoie's a better shooter, I think Peterson's a better playmaker. Also, great move on the breakaway. Ooh, that one comes from Lance. So, so far, split. 50-50. Actually, to be honest, I thought it might be a little bit more in favor of Lavoie. Now, Derek did just come in, so I guess now it's 3-2 for uh, Lavoie. So. Right, guys, wouldn't Montreal just pick up Lavoie's French-Canadian kid can shoot? Well, again, it's, you know, we, we talked about this earlier. It's not just because, hey, guess what? This guy's French, so uh, we're going to take him. Like, does Montreal claim every French-Canadian player on waivers? No. And... Montreal, they're in a situation. They've got two young guys themselves in Raphael, Harvey, Pinar, as well as uh, Jesse Ilonen, who are both in the exact same spot as Raphael Lavois, right? Now, keep in mind that uh, Pinar is also French-Canadian. He was a uh, you know, pretty good scorer in junior. He had 21 goals in the American League in uh, 2022. He had uh, 16 goals in 31 points last year in only 40 games. So if you look actually at his numbers, they've been better than Raphael Lavoie. Salary cap is, well, he's a little bit higher, right? So now he's a lot smaller, though that's the difference, right? He's kind of tiny. What is he, 5'9", which means he's probably 5'8". We're being real. Right? And then you look at Essie uh, uh, Ilonen. Same guy in their organization. Now he's a little bit bigger, 6'1". He's not big as Lavoie. But he's uh, he's had a little bit of cup of coffee in the NHL the last few seasons, right? Being up and down in their American League team. He has, uh, in his last 68 points, 25 goals, 68 points in his last 90 AHL games. And he has some NHL experience. So you could add Lavoie to their organization 
But like their top nine is pretty much set in Montreal. So they're gonna if they add Lavoie, it's because they're like, okay, well, we think he can he can help out in our in our fourth line. But they have some guys in their organization that might say, well, we've already seen these guys and they already have some NHL experience. Because here's Montreal's top nine right now. Suzuki, Caulfield, Gallagher, Anderson, Dvorak, Armia, Doc, Pearson, Newhook, and I'll say Sean Monahan. So there's 10 forwards. Jake Evans is probably 11. Then they've got Harvey Pinar. They got Michael Pizzetta, who I think they really like, and he brings a different element, very physical, energetic guy. And I didn't even mention Slavkovsky. And then you loan it. So I, I'm just not sure if I see a fit for Montreal based on how many players they have. Right? They got a lot of young guys who are maybes. Like Raphael Lavoie. Now, he might become, you know, he put in some time in the American League. He might become a really good NHL player. I can't say for certain he will or he won't. I don't know. But I just don't think it's a lock that Montreal is going to take him just because he's a French-Canadian. So... Hey, guys, I think Lavoie, keep him. He has sweet hands. Could end up being a poor man's Tage Thompson. Well, hey, dude, if you Tage Thompson, oh, my goodness. That would be amazing for any organization to somehow unearth their own version of Tage Thompson. Because Buffalo themselves didn't know they had Tage Thompson. Right? He comes out. Now, he was a first, what is he, 26th, 25th overall. Went to uh, college for a few or, uh, for a few years. Then he comes into the NHL. His first two years, he's, he, you know, his first year, he's kind of half and half. And played 40 games, had three goals. Didn't get a lot of ice time like most young players. Then the next year, I think he played 60 games and had like seven goals. Then in the, uh, the, fir- the end of the COVID, uh, you know, 2020 season, he he was basically got injured, didn't play very much. Then you come out and now you're uh, you're locked in. It's 21, and uh, Tage Thompson scored eight goals in 38 games. In and out of the lineup, got a little bit banged up again. Then all of a sudden he comes back, 21, 22, explodes, 38 goals. People are like, ooh, 38 goals, 68 points. And some are like, nah, he had a really high shooting percentage. I don't think he can do it. What does he do? 47 goals, 94 points last year. Like, God love Raphael Lavoie, but I'm just going to say this right now. I don't think he's going to be Tage Thompson. Why? Because it's extremely difficult to be Tage Thompson. Plus, um, you got Brown and Hyman, which just might limit his chances. You know, because in order to, to score that much, you got to get some opportunities too. So, um, it is a, that would be, like, that would be beyond found money. That'd be like, found lottery ticket to win that. Now, um, I, I do want to discuss, uh, you know, this past weekend, last weekend, had uh, my cousin's wedding in uh, Calgary, which was a lot of fun on the Saturday. Then I came home, my son played hockey, and then uh, one of my buddies uh, had a Sunday night wedding. Now, it was, it was uh, you know, lots of kids, lots of people didn't have school on the Monday, so that's why they had booked it. They booked it in a, in a restaurant. Now, it was a Lebanese wedding, so you know what? There's lots of dancing. Right, everybody's having lots of fun. So I'm at the uh, the Hallaby wedding. Right? Eddie and Rada got married. Congratulations to them. I know they're not listening because they're on their honeymoon. But anyway. So I got to meet the whole Hallaby family. For anybody who doesn't know, they used to own uh, Richard's Pub for many years. <laughs> so uh, all of you North Enders probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, anyway, this was kind of like my first 
Lebanese wedding. And I'll say this, Cons. So now you want to fit in, Cons, because here's the thing, right? Like when you picture now, everybody they wanted a theme, so everybody was wearing black and white. So number one, everybody kind of looks at because lots of people choose black. Right? Yeah. There is a few in white, but most chose black, right? So if you close your eyes and visualize, you get the the Halby family, right? They got good hair, black, short. It's pretty much what it is. So here Gregor rolls in, you know, and I felt like I'm I'm not overly like I'm not very olive skin, but I'm definitely not powder. But anyway, in there, like, and the other thing, like, there's not a lot of not a lot of follically challenged people in the Lebanese community, right? Like, as you're looking around the room, you're like, okay, who's the guy standing out over there? Who's the bald guy and who's very white? Hey, what's happening? It was hilarious. I had a lot of fun. Um, and uh, it, was, it was, you know, it was a really good group of people. Um, I had a great time and um, uh, met lots of his family and, uh, you know, nieces, nephews, his brothers. But have you been to a Lebanese wedding before, Cons? I haven't. No, no. So just quickly, it was at a restaurant. Was it kind of smaller? Was it more of an intimate type wedding? Bianco. Okay. Okay. No. Yep. So not a giant wedding by by any means. Then. No. 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 I like those. Those yep. are cool. Yeah. You get a chance to kind of talk to everybody, mingle with everyone. Um, yeah, I, I would have fit in height wise there. I oh, could I could have worn the dude. dark clothes for sure too yeah, to try to get wise, in there. You know, you got the black hair. You're looking good. Yeah. Well, the hair's the hair's not what it used to be, but yeah, it's it's still what it's still there. About? You're not in Rashog or Strutty category. Well, no, not yet. Not, no, not yet. You're a long ways to go. Long ways to go. Um, but I did meet uh, Eddie's uh, sister-in-law, Sophie, who is a huge sports fan, like huge sports fan. And uh, her husband's joking, like, uh, "Hey, any chance you could uh, get her in? Like, she's diehard." And that's what I I I was amazed at how many diehard sports fans there were at that wedding like all excited about the upcoming owner season fired right up but uh just a big shout out to sophie who listens to the show regularly and uh and her and her lovely daughter and uh their two son her son evan i met is in high school really polite young man big mechanics at o'leary i did not know that i learned lots about the mechanic department they have there pretty sweet but uh the desserts were amazing I will say that. And the food. I didn't even know what I was eating because they just had like uh, tapas all over the place. And and so and, and I would like nothing was like it wasn't like I was eating, you know, escargot or anything crazy like that. But I don't even know the name of these dishes, but they were unbelievable. Right. Like there's little things that are like stuffed cheese and there's like the stuffed meat. And then there was one that looked like a cabbage roll, but it looked like it was seaweed. I don't even know what it was, but it was amazing. So uh, Bianco, shout out to the food. But uh, I don't even know what it was. But sometimes I like that. You know, when you go, you don't really know what you're eating, but you're like, God, this tastes good. And, uh, you know, and unfortunately, I'm not that much of a foodie that I'm going to go around and ask someone, hey, uh, excuse me, uh, what is this? Because <laughs> I'd forget anyway. But so shout out to uh, all the uh, the Richard Pub alumni that were there. So Did you grow up with? No, 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 no. I meant uh, uh, Eddie actually uh, knew my wife before me. Okay. Um, well, she's a North Sider, you know, born on the wrong side of the track, so. Yeah, but uh, so was Ashley. So yeah, no, I've uh, I've known Annie for quite a few years <laughs> now. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I was just gonna want ask you if you, you know you went to Richard's Pub and they took care of you there. You had the inside connection. So it's always nice when you know the people Dude, that own honest, the local. No, pub. I didn't know when they owned Richard's, and I I went to Richard's Pub twice in my life. Okay, okay, right. Uh, when I was young, I remember the first. You know, hey, we were Southsiders. I don't want to venture. You know, I, I don't want to <laughs> carry a flak jacket around with me, hanging out on the north side. Right? Like, come on, I don't want to do that. 
But I remember the very first time I was at Richard's Pub. I was in there for probably 15 minutes, right? Have a beer. You're hanging around. And the next thing you know, and there is two young women in like a slobber knocker of a fight. And it was not their first one based on how they were chucking them. They knew what they were doing. And I'm just like, oh, God, the women in here are tougher than guys. <laughs> so I was like, man, you know, I stayed for a bit. And just, you know, you could just tell, like, there was people in there. It's like, hey, what's going on? But it was kind of like Malone's on the south side for people who went to Malone's back in the day off of Argyle. Like, there's just a certain people that didn't mind getting into the fisticuffs. Some of them might have went there solely for the fisticuffs, if you know what I mean, cons. So... Yeah, and then I went back to Richard's Pub another time later, and it was it was good, but it just it was kind of funny. Like you kind of got used to certain places because you felt like you knew people. I didn't a lot of know. I did not know a lot of people on the north side, so that's how it goes. Was the Strat known as a place you might go to? I went to the Strat a few times. I, I remember that having a, a tough reputation when I was. You know what? I never. Younger. I don't ever recall anything bad happening there. Um, now, granted, I was never, you know, luckily I didn't, you know, I saw a few tilts in my life and I think I was involved in one in a bar. I was never really a big fighter. I never really, you know, people would walk, you know, some guys would walk around, they'd hit the shoulder and they'd look at you and I was just like, hey, buddy, have a good day. Like, seriously, <laughs> we're going to want to fight because we bump shoulders and it's like a packed bar. Like, grab a clue. But uh, it was never the thing. Um, the strat was more about, like, it was just kind of grungy, right? Cheap kind beer. Of, kind of, oh, very cheap very beer. Cheap beer gritty, yeah. Right? Just kind of a gritty place. So, went there a few times. Like, the P.O., Purple Onion, another place. That's where I saw, like, two ladies on the dance floor where even the bouncers didn't want to jump in. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, I think they might have ripped out at least a good handful of hair from one another. Absolutely nuts. Nuts. So. Hey, guys. Richards was so fun back in the 80s. Norman a combine. <laughs> yeah, I bet you it was. <laughs> oh, why not? Be a lot of fun. So, good times. Hey, guys, sad news. Dick Buckus passed away. Oh, yes. Yes. Dick Buckus. What a player he was for the Chicago Bears. Mean, vicious hitter. But good. Hey, Greg's. Have you ever been to the Monkey Top Saloon in Bentley, Alberta? That's a tough place. Nope. Can't say as I have. But I res- I will uh, believe you when it was a tough place. Because there were certain, like, I don't know, right now, for any of our young listeners that are frequenting, the, like, is there a place right now today that has a reputation where you go there, like, a little bit more fisticuffs? Or have people wised up? Right? Like, you know, Southside Rock used to be that way a little bit. Malone's for sure, right? A different eras or different ones. I'm just curious, is there any today, right now, for any of our 20 and 30-year-olds who are out frequenting the establishments, do any of them have the reputation of a, like, you know what? You want to get into a little bit of trouble? You can find it. Let us know. 803-401-1440. 548. Sports 1440. Hey, Gregs, what about the King's Horse? You know, King's Horse, I never saw, I, I remember one tilt there, Grant. Actually, funny enough, uh, buddy of ours, Grant. Uh, actually, Bolts. <laughs> there's a few guys in our group that never really fought. And there was, I don't know what happened, but something like there's like quite a few fights outside. It's the one time I ever remember it. Um, and uh, 
old bolts. This guy, they, they end up fighting. There's like the tree outside of uh, King's Horse. It wasn't very big, and they were like throwing punches around the trees. <laughs> kind of comical, uh, to be honest. Quite conical. Hey, Greg's those little cabbage rolls were grape leaves from Jana, the longtime listener. Ooh, Jana, thank you. Grape leaves. God, they were good. Very good. I looked that up. Oof. Nice. Thank you. Hey, boys. Cook County from Odok. So Cook County today, a few tillies at Old Cook. Every now and then, you got a few tight Wranglers, you know. Maybe they got the Wranglers a little too tight on. You know, their cowboy boots. You got their uh, pair of jeans where you know they're dipping because you can see the uh, circle in the back pocket, right? Yeah, maybe. Somebody gets bucked off the bull. They don't like it. Hey, guys, I'm a North End guy. Richards was okay, but the greenhouse was the place. Thanks, Dave. I did go to the greenhouse once. And then it turned into the Shark Club, if I'm not mistaken, for a while. Or maybe it was Boca. The go from uh, Greenhouse to Bocas, I think it might have. Shark Club on the West End there. Dante's turned into Shark Club for a bit. Hey, guys. H2O down the strip on White Ave is the place I would need MMA lessons to walk into. (laughs) From Pipeline Steve. (laughs) All right. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, Steve added that his uh, parents back in the late 80s used to go there to dance. No, No idea why. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those, onerous to your contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, it's probably a dance club, man. Might have been fun. I'm, I'm guessing H2O certain clubs have evolved over time. So, we'll see. Hey, guys, I love the Richard Pub reference. Some of the best days of my life spent there. Well, yeah, there you go. I like it. Well, I, even now, man, like I'm always, I, I, I had a really good run having fun. And every now and then I still like to, uh, to tear it up. But, man, I always like to see people having a good time. I don't care. You're out on the rocks. 
You know what? You're having a good time. You see it. Now it's a little bit more popular. A lot of people go to the brew house. You know what? Uh, cons on a, uh, you, now where uh, you were there on uh, Monday, correct? Yeah. Windermere. Yeah. And uh, Brando? Brando's north side tonight. Ooh. 97th and 127th. Oh, yeah. There you go. Go see the brand man. The Duke, as uh, Carius likes to call him. So there's the Duke and Dick in the morning. Yeah. Right? Maybe that's what they should change the show to. Duke and Dick in the morning. Right? Dick Malinowski, it's Carrius' nickname. Trust me. Tex in the show, D-I-K. That's his nickname. No joke. D-I-K. Dick Malinowski. Tell him. He'll get it. Ask him to tell the story. I don't even remember. I think it's something to do from the small town. Some guy that was older than him. And that was their name. And so uh, his buddies, uh, they called him Dick Malinowski. So there you go. Hey, boys, Clairview Pub, tough place right now from uh, Manny of Bill's Mafia. All right. Well, there you go. Or is that the Clairview Pub going back? I'm talking today. Not in your heyday. I'm talking today. Is there even one? I hope there isn't. You know, you want to be able to go to a place and not have to worry about it. Although there's always some people that felt comfortable in the fisticuffs, right? I was never scared of it. I just never like doing it. I never really saw the point. I said, hey, you look at me wrong. You look at my girlfriend. Okay, let's fight. Idiot. I never got it. Uh, Washington tonight is uh, hosting, or sorry, taking on the uh, Chicago Bears. Could be point night. I'm really hoping for it. McLaren, let's go, baby. Tomorrow, Elks will set up the Elks game against Toronto. Can they compete? The team with the best record in the CFL. The uh, Oilers, thankfully, and the Agony, their final preseason game. Will the 12th roster spot be decided tomorrow, or is it already decided? I lean to thinking it already has been decided, but you never know. Obviously, injury could come into play. We'll see. Have yourselves a wonderful Thursday evening. On behalf of Connor Alley, Declan Kruger, I'm Jason Greger. Thanks for listening to the show. If you missed anything, you get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, Apple, wherever. Obviously, you can rewatch the show at Orders Nation YouTube or get specific interviews at jasongreger.com. Let's get to the uh, comment on the Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where the rates never change. No overtime charges, furnace repair, and maintenance. Do it now with LegacyHeating.ca. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.